You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the mystery of the church. And now I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, we're going to read from um, 26 translations. And the Apostle Paul talks about the significance of being seated in heavenly places and why God did what he did for us and the power that he gave us. So here we go. To me, the very least of his people, was this grace given for this special joy of telling the Gentiles the glad news of the endless treasures available to them in Christ and to make all men understand the meaning of this secret, which from all the ages lay concealed in the mind of God, the creator of all things. You know what he just said? He said not even the prophets knew about the coming church. They didn't know it. They didn't see it. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places should now see the complex wisdom of God's plan being worked out through the church. Even demons principalities, fallen angels, and Satan himself are having to watch God's plan unfold in the church. It's got to be frustrating to them because there's nothing they can do to stop it. Now, God had a plan to send Christ to redeem mankind. But what if Jesus had come and died on a cross, what if he had risen from the dead? What if he did go back to heaven? And what if he did sit down at the right hand of the Father? What happens next? If there is no one who is empowered to carry on the work, then it was all in vain. So God had a plan to follow Jesus, and the plan was the church. So what he did, he instituted a genuine multiplication process. Now we read all through Acts how that the number of the disciples was multiplied. This is important. Pay attention to this carefully. What is multiplication? It has to have a multiplier and it has to have a multiplicand. <laughs> I had to go look this up. I remembered something of this, but I wasn't. math was not my favorite subject. The multiplier is the number by which a number, another number, is to be multiplied. 1 times 20. What's the multiplier? 20. 20 is the multiplier. 1 is the multiplicand. So let me ask you this then. If the church is multiplied, what is the multiplier? And who is the multiplicand? Well, the multiplicand is Jesus. And the church is the multiplier. Now, I want to make a statement here that I hope you get. What folly for God to begin a work with Christ only to follow it up with powerless people. Wouldn't that be a tragedy? 
that God gives us Christ. You see, Christ was limited, very limited. He wasn't limited in the, in the kind of miracles he could do. He had the Holy Spirit without measure. He did miracles that were beyond anything any of us have ever seen before or after. It wasn't limited in power. He wasn't limited in power. He was limited in, in a, a time-space body. He couldn't get to the whole world. He was limited with one finite human body. There's only so much that he could do. So what he did was that he did the miracles and set a course, set a type, and then empowered people to follow him. And that was the genius of God. The whole thing is the result or results in the church. So there's this twofold thing that goes on. First of all, in order for us to be multiplied, we have to have wisdom. We have to have spirit of revelation. We have to see the plan. We have to have insight into what God does and what He wants to do. But that's not enough. We also have to have power to get it done. And we found out in our last message that blessing is not just verbal. We have been blessed in all spiritual blessing with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 1 3. But when God blesses, God releases power. It's not just word, it's also power to follow. When God blessed Sarah, God also gave her power to receive the strength to conceive a baby, to carry a baby, to nurse a baby. And the power of God had to continue for years, for decades, hundreds of years, until Sarah's Heirs became kings, and that's exactly what happened. God brought about kings out of the line of Sarah. So when God blessed her, it was more than just a a, a nice feeling or special favor. God released power into her life. God's power does different things in different applications. Any pastor who has ever been through a building program, and I've been through several, you know the power of God. I had to have the power of God to get our projects off high center, to bull through all of the roadblocks that there were to keep us from buildings, whether they were permits or, or architects or sometimes dishonest contractors. I had to have the power of God to push through all that. God's power released into poverty results in provision. When God's power is released into sickness, it results in healing. When God's power is released into fear, it results in peace. When God's power is released into real bona fide danger, the result is protection. When God's power is released into unrighteousness, the result is justification confidence, forgiveness? Do you see that the power of God is not just a a feeling? It's not just an idea. It is action. God's power is action. Christ needs a church that is full of action. So it's only fitting then for the Apostle Paul to craft a second prayer in the book of Ephesians after his prayer for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And we find this prayer beginning in chapter 3, verse 14. So I'm going to begin to read it. Here is Paul praying. For this reason I kneel, this is New International Version, for I kneel before the Father 
from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power. Another translation says, strengthen you with might. And it's that word, dunamis. Uh, It's the power of God word, the word from which dynamite springs. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Listen, all the power of God starts out in your inner being. It doesn't come on you from the outside. It starts out in your inner being. In the New Testament, God starts on the inside and works to the outside. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know that His love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now here's what Paul is praying. He said, I'm praying for you to have power. But he said, along with this power, I'm praying for another force because this force is what makes the power work and keeps it pure. He said, I'm praying for you to be always motivated by love. He says, I pray that you would know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, in order that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he talks about four dimensions, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. He prays that we would know the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. A lot of believers don't know that the love of God has four faces. And I probably could do an entire 20-week or 20-day message on just the love of God. But really quick, I'm going to go through it to help you. Uh, the love of God is four-dimensional. The generosity of God is, deci- is described by breadth. We use width to talk about generosity. We talk about open-handedness. God is generous. Also, God believes, and we use height to describe the faith of God, the believing of God. And so height has to do with love lifting people and, and us being inspired and challenged to the mountaintop. That's what love is. It does that. But love also guards. When we talk about someone who will protect, we say that they will go to any length. You can't get around behind them. Armies would try to get around behind uh, their enemies. But, the, but if you had great length behind you, if your forces were not just two or three men deep, but really deep behind you, if there was great length behind you, they couldn't get around you. So God goes to any length to protect his people. And finally, the depth of God has to do with his correction. Love corrects. Love has length. It, it, it uh, protects, it guards, but it also corrects. And love deals with things so that we might not fall. You know, any architect or builder knows uh, this word correction is very important. You can't just start pouring concrete on top of the dirt and build a house. If you live in a place where we do in uh, Oklahoma with a lot of clay, 
you've got to dig a hole in the ground. Our 180 building, for instance, we had to dig at least eight feet into the ground to remove the clay and all of the broken rock that was there. And then we had to come back in with gravel, crushed gravel of various different sizes, and pack it down in layers two feet thick, and and then do another two feet and another two feet. We couldn't even begin to pour concrete until we had, quote-unquote, corrected the soil. So God's love is fourfold. Paul prays that we understand how God's love works in order that we can fully understand His power. This is what I found a long time ago. When I wanted to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, I quit praying for me to have revelation, and I started praying for me to love people. God, help me to love these people today. Help me to demonstrate your love to the people of this congregation. Lord, and I would just actually go through it in my mind, looking around that room where I was going to minister. There was a little bitty Bible studies where there weren't many people. I'd say, Lord, I love that man right there. I love that woman right there. I love that teenager right there, Lord. Let your love flow through me today to all these people. You know what I found? When I started flowing in love, the power of God began to happen. God started giving me supernatural words. God would heal people when I touched them and laid hands on them. That's how the power of God flows. It flows through love. And that's why Paul prays that you see the love of God when you get the power of God. So here we have this prayer. Now, the prayer is not complete. I'm going to read it out of the King James Version. I love this part of it. Uh, Now, unto him, verse 20 that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Four different descriptive words. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think. He's able to do it all. But it's according to the power that worketh in us. In other words, he can't do it if the power is not working in us. So what God did is that God changed our hearts so that we could be multiplied, so that Christ could be multiplied. Christ is the multiplicand. We are the multiplier. And so 20 times 1 is 20. Uh, And that's why they called them Christians. They were little Jesuses. That's what it means. They were like Him. And unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. So we want to flow in the power of God. Now earlier in the first lesson on this, I talked about that we pray for insight and we pray for an understanding of our authority. We understand that we have been deputized and given authority. That's the badge of heaven. We understand that in Ephesians 1. But everybody knows that it's not enough for the deputy to have a badge. He's got to have a gun. And he's got to have some power to back up his badge. That's what Ephesians 3 is about. There's the revelation and the power. The two of these things work together. It's not enough just to have God's plan, but you've got to have the wherewithal to make it work. The might to see it through. I pray God give you a spirit of might. And that is why God brought about the church. It is so he could multiply Jesus on this earth and there be Jesus all over the world. And we are not just words people, we are word and power people. And that's what he's called us to do. That's all the time I have for today, but we're not done. 
See you here tomorrow. Thanks. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.